This episode is sponsored by Dr. Marie Tuin of Love Insight. Dr. Marie wants you to design the relationship life that you desire. As your mindful dating and relationship coach, Marie will guide you to align your thoughts and actions with your heart's unique truth. She'll invite you to cultivate intentionality and authentic self-expression around your values, your self-image and self-worth, your boundaries and desires, and the way that you communicate with others, both online and in real life. You'll leave no stone unturned and remove any blocks that stand in the way of feeling completely aligned with your love path. Marie believes in the beauty of diversity in love and works with people of all backgrounds, ages, sexual orientations, and relationship styles. Please reach out to Dr. Marie and schedule a free 30-minute exploratory session at www.loveinsight-dating.com. The link is also in the show notes. Love is always in sight with Love Insight. It's always been about connection with nature and seeing nature as a reflection of, you know, God, goddess, Gaia, whatever you want to call it, and bringing that into my own daily life and seeing myself and my existence as just one manifestation of this great divine energy that we have. Welcome to the Empowered Spirituality Podcast. Join me, your host, Samantha Nagel, a certified integrative nutrition health coach, poet, witch, and work in progress for grounding meditations, inspiring interviews, and reflections about spirituality, holistic health, and the world around us. Join in every Thursday as we explore what empowered spirituality means to us in today's world. Hello and welcome to Empowered Spirituality. My name is Samantha Nagel and I'm so excited to have you here for this episode of the podcast. Just as a reminder, if you would like to watch this episode, uh, watch the interview, you can do so on the YouTube channel, Empowered Spirituality YouTube channel. Um, Today I am joined by the very, very awesome Sierra Vandervoort. Um, I actually heard her on one of my favorite podcasts, which is the Witch Witchful Thinking Podcast. Um, And I thought she was super neat. She was talking about sacred cycles, which we dive into a little bit. And I thought it was so neat. And I wanted to talk about it a little bit more. Um, In this episode, we talk about cyclical living again. So a couple weeks ago or last week or so, we learned about our menstrual cycles, if we have one, and the lunar cycles and how those kind of compare to each other. Um, And Sierra dives more into the lunar cycles um, as, and or the the seasonal cycles as well. So I thought that was really interesting. Um, Sierra is a yoga and spirituality teacher, and she's also the founder of the Mystic Members Club. She teaches women how to connect with their inner goddess and meet their full potential, potential through spiritual practices. Her teachings blend traditional yogic philosophy with mystical practices and attunement to nature. In this episode, like I said, we talk about lunar cycles. We talk a little bit about menstrual cycles as well. Um, We talk about gratitude and how to work with our energy and how to find our self-confidence. 
We also talk about seasonal shifts, and we are in the middle of one right now. We talk about feminine energy and balance, and we also touch on Beltane, as well as how to bring that magic into our daily lives. Um, I just want to say as a caveat or disclosure that we talk about men and women in this episode. Um, so when we say women, we are referring to those who cycle with the moon or those who bleed um, or have a uterus. Um, but we're also talking about anyone who identifies as a woman. And that's the beauty of using the lunar cycles too, that if you identify as a woman or with a femme cycling person, but you don't have a menstrual cycle for whatever reason, um, the moon can be such a great way to get in connection with that um, when you're not bleeding yourself. So we talk a little bit about that as well. Um, and I thought I would just read to you, <laughs> read to you um, from goddessandgreenman.co.uk slash Beltane to tell you a little bit more in depth about Beltane. Beltane the days have passed. This is May 5th and Beltane is traditionally around May 1st, but we're still in that season of the wheel of the year until we reach the summer solstice. So just because you miss the day, uh, it doesn't mean that you missed out on any opportunities to celebrate because we can celebrate at all times. Um, I'm going to read to you a little excerpt from goddessandgreenman.co.uk. Um, it says, Beltane honors life. It represents the peak of spring and the beginning of summer. Earth energies are at their strongest and most active. All of life is bursting with potent fertility, and at this point of the wheel of the year, the potential becomes conception. On May Eve, the sexuality of life and earth is at its peak. Abundant fertility on all levels is the central theme. The maiden goddess has reached her fullness. And so that refers to the maiden, the mother, the wild woman, and the crone. She is the manifestation of growth and renewal, the goddess of spring, the May queen, the May bride, the young oak king as Jack in the garden, as the green man falls in love with her and wins her hand. The union is consummated and the May queen becomes pregnant. Um, going down a little bit, some traditions of Beltane. This is a fire festival. The word Beltane originates from the Celtic god Bel, meaning the bright one, and the Gaelic word teen, meaning fire. Together, they make bright fire or goodly fire, and traditionally, bonfires were lit to honor the sun and encourage the support of Bel and the sun's light to nurture the emerging future harvest and protect the community. There's a lot of different um, celebrations you might see, but you may have also seen the Maypole, which I learned about in school, but didn't learn about in this way, which I think is really interesting. The Maypole is a popular and familiar image of May Day and Beltane. Um, a pole, or this website calls it a phallic pole, often made from birch, was insert inserted into the earth, representing the potency of the god, the ring of flowers at the top of the maypole re represents the fertile goddess. Its many colored ribbons and, and the ensuing weaving dance symbolize the spiral of life and the union of the goddess and god, the union between earth and sky. The colors of Beltane are green, red, and white silver. Green represents growth, abundance, and fertility. 
Red represents strength, vitality, passion, and vibrancy, and white represents cleansing and clearing and the power to disperse neg negativity. Um, some things that you can do from goddessingreenland.co.uk. Um, whatever you do, remember this is the great wedding. I love that. Stay out all night gathering the green, watching the sunrise, and making love. Wash your face in the morning dew. I don't know how you do that, <laughs> but I like the idea of it. Conceive a new project. Grasp that idea. Get on with this. This is a great time for creativity. Dress your home and or altar with greenery. And it says, ask permission from the tree before you take anything, which I love. Dress a tree. This is the perfect time to go out and celebrate a tree. Um, hang ribbons from its branches. Each ribbon represents a wish or a prayer. I love it so much. I love Beltane. This is often people's very favorite because of the fire. Um, you've heard from Steph from Witch Wednesdays before, but she has a great podcast. And every year on these awesome holidays, she releases an episode. So she's probably released an episode for Beltane already. And there are probably two other ones that she's done both by herself and with her um, previous podcast host, Tara. Tara? Tara? Um, and I want to let you know, I have allergies, so I'm very sorry. I'm sniffling up a storm over here. I don't know if you can hear it. Um, I want to let you know about my new moon circle, which is entirely free. Um, every month on or around the new moon, we gather via Zoom for about an hour and a half. We connect with guided meditation, journaling, movement, and sharing and community um, on the new moon. And this month we did celebrate Beltane together, which was so fun. Um, the next new moon gathering will be in June. And there are new moon gatherings every month. Again, totally and completely free. It's a really great way to work together and gather in community. Um, it's also very accessible. And if you join the Patreon um, at the $10 level, we gather in community every month as well. And I typically put that around the full moon. It's not necessarily a full moon circle. It's just a gathering. But I space it that way because if you decided to go to the free new moon gathering, it would only be two weeks away until you could gather again. So I do it that way to have a more accessible level of, of support and care for my community. You can learn more about the New Moon Circles at empoweredspirituality.online and just click the New Moon Circle tab. You can also find out about the Patreon from the same website. It's under the community tab or go to patreon.com slash empowered spirituality. I have two tiers now. One is a $5 one. You just get the guided meditation for that one, but that's super fun. And then the second one is the $10 tier. You get the guided meditation, a Discord server, and those uh, monthly gatherings that I mentioned. Awesome. Well, I'm so excited to have you meet my friend, Sierra. I think you're going to really love this episode and really love her. Make sure you check out her community, the Mystic Members Club, or follow her on Instagram at the local mystic. And those are both in the show notes as well. Hope you enjoy. Hello, Sierra Vandervoort. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, thank you so much for having me, Sam. Happy to be here. I'm so excited to have you. Um, so I'm going to pull a card for us. This one's from the Energy Center. I should actually look at the real title. It's called The Magic of Crystals, a product of storm wisdom. Mm. Yeah. 
I'm pulling it, thinking of anyone listening or me or you, any messages that might need to be heard or talked about. And then just pulling one at random. Way like this. It's, oh, the crystal is the septarian nodule and the affirmation is playful. And it's Ooh. for the solar plexus. It reminds us that life is about the journey and not the destination. It helps us access the energies of playfulness and fun while stimulating your awareness of intuitive senses. And its mm -hmm. properties are clarity, balance, and intuition. I love that. That's such a good one. Oh, does that, does playfulness resonate with you at all right now? Yeah, yeah, it does. I'm traditionally a very um, kind of, work hard, go-getter kind of person. So sometimes I need to be reminded um, to, to be playful and, and have more fun. And it's funny that our card was the solar plexus as we were talking about just before we started that I showered this morning and I was feeling feeling good. So I put on some red lipstick and some nice clothes. That's very like solar plexus energy, I feel like. <laughs> well, I love that. Um, I know this one's always so helpful for me. Um, I, I'm like you, I tend to be like, go, 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 push, push, push. Like, see what all I can do. Um, and we're both entrepreneurs, so maybe that makes sense. But um, yeah, playfulness doesn't come as naturally to me as I would hope it does in the future. Mm. Yeah, so it was a good card for you too then. That's awesome. Yeah, I know. So beautiful. Um, yeah, but I'm so excited to be talking to you. Can you give us a little synopsis of what you do? Yeah, so my name's Sierra. I'm sort of a, a freelance creator in lots of different senses. I am a writer, I'm a yoga teacher, um, I'm a community leader, um, and I really focus on using spirituality and mindfulness as a way to help women feel more confident and connect with mm -hmm. one another and build a powerful community that they can utilize in their, you know, self-development and personal growth and, and things like that. Um, I travel a lot. I'm based out of Portland, Oregon now, but for the past year before that, I was um, doing van life with my partner and our two dogs. And uh, I used to lead yoga retreats in Costa Rica a lot. And uh, I lived in London and Paris for a while. So I've kind of used that, you know, go-getter energy that we were talking about to kind of throw myself into any opportunity that came my way and I feel like that's helped me to kind of mature fairly early on I guess in my life and now to be able to learn and grow in my uh, position as, as a leader for other women and, and spiritual communities I think that's been a really important part of that for me too so yeah I guess that's 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 the gist of me also I have a dog she's back there sleeping in the bed I think somewhere I'm dog mom um yeah and I love to dance I love music I love coffee you know <laughs> oh I love that I love thank you for telling us more more about you than just what you do I really appreciate that too yeah it's so important because I like you said we are entrepreneurs but that's not you know it's not all that I do some days it feels like that's all that I do <laughs> I'm really trying to not you know to to yeah. bring time for open up space for more things in my life yeah, or even for me, less things in my life. <laughs> yeah, that's, I, yeah, you're right. That's that's a better way to say that. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <They're> both great. <laughs> um, and I think 
part of what you said really stuck out to me about maturing early. Um, I know that I had to mature early as well. Um, and I think that's also where the playfulness gets lost too. Sometimes yeah. You have to come back to what you didn't get to experience as much as you wanted. Mm, yeah. Yeah, definitely. I, I definitely resonate with that. Mm, yeah, it's beautiful. Wow. So you do so much cool work. And also the card is so perfect. Solar plexus is all about confidence. And I know you said that a lot of the work you do is about confidence with women. Um, can you tell us more about why that path stuck out to you? Yeah. Uh, well, for me, having a spiritual community, uh, and it it just happened to manifest as, as mainly women in my life. doesn't mean that, you know, women are more apt for spirituality or anything like that. But for me, I just realized that having a community of other women that were interested in the things that I was and who were, you know, kind of pushing their pushing themselves in the direction of growth, um, that was like the most beneficial thing for me on my journey more than any other book that I read or class that I took, just having a space that I could go to and talk with other women who were interested in witchy things or yoga or meditation and just having that space made such a difference for me. Um, I grew up in the Midwest in a fairly, you know, not super duper progressive place spiritually. And then after I graduated from college, I moved to New Orleans, which was like a totally the opposite end of the spectrum, you know, a, a year in after I had done my yoga teacher training, then I was leading full moon circles with my girlfriends in like this little coven that we had created out under these massive oak trees in the park. And it was just like a total blossoming opportunity for me to grow in my studies and and connect with other women that felt the same way so having that support was really crucial for me and I feel like it it always has been you know this idea of kind of medicine women goes back eons and and having a community around that has always been something that you know we've been that we want in in a primal nature and I don't know I feel like we kind of lose that a little bit especially in you know the modern digital age and I just I don't know I really want to prioritize that and give people a space to connect over you know their struggles and connect over their questions about you know life and and connect over their ability to you know move through things and come out stronger on the other side oh that's beautiful Mm. Community is so important. I feel like that comes up in every single episode about how important community was to the guest journey, but then also how important it is in people that you work with's journey. We really, we can do things alone, um, but there's something so beautiful about finding people who can support you. Yeah, it's way less pressure and you can see things that maybe you hadn't have, you know, mm. you, you can see things about yourself and your journey that maybe you had, wouldn't be able to see on your own when you get that alternative perspective. And I don't remember where this um, fact is attributed to, but they found that when you look at what actually makes a person happy in their life, their relationships is like the number one thing that impacts their oh. happiness on a day-to-day -day basis. So yeah, I mean, it's, it's hardwired into us to want to connect with one another. And yeah, I just, I think that that's so, so important. Mm. That's interesting about um, relationships making us the most happy because I feel like we we think it's maybe money or success or like 
status. But the thing about that is maybe it does give us fleeting happiness, but we're always reaching for it because it's never enough. We could always have more of it. Um, so I like that it's actually relationships most of the time. That's yeah. Cause I mean, and that's like a common archetype, you know, in movies and stuff, actually in just one I was watching last night where someone has all the money, all the wealth in the big house, but they're like alone in that big empty house. Yeah. And then you just still feel like sad for them, you know? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> oh, and what is your community called? Oh, well, my virtual community is called the Mystic Members Club. And it is virtual in the sense that we have women from all over the world now or, you know, international who come and, you know, connect with each other. But we're starting to move into the physical realm now again too, now that we're able to after two years. So we're having our first um, in-person yoga retreat in the Redwoods this year, which I'm super excited about. And wow. I'm actually going back to New Orleans for a couple of weeks at the end of March. And a lot of the women are, are based in New Orleans. So we're gonna meet up there. So I'm really excited to get back to like being in person with one another again. Yeah, oh, congratulations. I'm excited for you. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, so something that I noticed in your bio is that you help other people find their inner goddess. I was wondering if you could talk about that a little bit more. Yeah. So as I've um, developed my teaching uh, modality, I suppose I've taught a lot about these natural cycles of energy in nature. And that's kind of like where my, my witchiness meets my mindfulness teaching. So at first we were talking about uh, the phases of the moon, and we still teach that avidly. We actually just got done doing a whole moon magic journey in the members club this week. Uh, so we talk about the phases of the moon and then the cycles of the season as well with the wheel of the year, talking about the solstices and the equinoxes. And all of that works to also connect us more deeply with the changes of seasons or energies in our own bodies, especially as biological women. So a lot of what I teach is kind of opening yourself up to the power that feminine energy has, because I feel like it's so lost. And a lot of people are waking up to it more and more today, which I think is so great. But like we've already talked about, this is a time and has been a time where the masculine is traditionally the one that is, you know, seen as good. You know, it, it's been the one that's put up on the pedestal to be super uh, active and uh, goal oriented and progressive and just go and do that's very masculine energy. And it's it's great. Yeah. You do still need that to do anything in life. But it's the feminine that is that soft, that open, that um, ease, that balance. And I feel like that's it's kind of the energy that we're missing so much in modern day and age. And yeah. So bringing that energy, not just to women, but to everyone. Um, but since it is mostly women that we have in our community, we're able to kind of look at that energy through a more personal lens, right? How we experience it in our own bodies, what our relationship is with our femininity, with our personal power, how that's changed and kind of working to like honor and, and celebrate that energy and, and honor that divine feminine and sort of work to embody that in everything that we do learning to embrace the cycles of our body instead of shame them, working to, you know, work with the energies of our bodies and the moon and the seasons and see that everything is kind of connected a little bit more than maybe we had thought. That's so true. Um, it's so exciting too, to be like going on that journey and then see how so many things are connected and being able to like, oh, this is like this, this is like this. And it's really cool to see how nature mimics our bodies and or how we mimic nature it's so so exciting 
Yeah, it's magical. That's why I know that there's a lot of things that um, a lot of words that I'll use that maybe older generations like are, like scoff at, you know, it's like like magic and, and things like that. But I mean, there's so much that is magical about life. And why would you not want to believe in that? You know, I don't know. Yeah. Oh, I love that. And actually, I was wondering if you could tell us more about the phases of the moon. I don't know if we've ever talked about that explicitly here. Sure. Yeah. So there's four sort of cardinal phases of the moon, um, new, waxing, full, and waning. Um, most people kind of get their start with the full moon because it's obviously the most uh, visible for one thing, but it's one that we're able to sort of feel energetically the strongest. But basically, as you move through the cycles, it's sort of an ebb and flow of energy. You start with the new moon and it's the darkest outside because you can't see the moon, there's no light. So it's a very intuitive time. It's a good time for like setting new goals since you're at the beginning of the cycle. And then as the waxing moon grows, it's this progression of energy. It's sort of this, um, that's the time for the masculine like structure and to do and putting your intentions into action. And then with the full moon, it's this period of celebration and gratitude and, and presence, which I think is so important in this phase because most of the time we just go from, you know, one to do to the next to do. And maybe we give ourselves time to relax, um, you know, at the end or more often than not, we just end up crashing and burning because we've done so much that then we don't yeah. have an option, right? But the full moon is that time of celebration where you get to like stand at the precipice of everything that you've done over the past however long, like a week, two weeks, if we're talking about the traditional timeline of the moon, you get to stand at the top of that and just like soak it all in and look at what you've accomplished and be like, yeah, this is great. Like, I feel so good about what I've done, or maybe I don't feel so good about it. And that's okay too. You just give yourself that time to like be present and grateful for whatever it is that you've done. And then after that, you go into the waning moon, which is a lot about releasing, starting to relax, starting to reflect on what worked and what didn't work. So it's a very, um, it can be a very tangible structure too. I'll teach this too in the frame of like goal setting. So you can bring it into sort of a more masculine um, sort of like thought process too, but it's just really all about honoring the ebbs and flows of energy. So that's usually where I'll recommend people to start. And then as they progress, then it's the same cycles, but we move it into tracking it along with your menstrual phase if you still experience one, because then it becomes that even just that much more personal, right? So you can notice how those same, and it's the same four cardinal energy cycles. They're just, you know, flowing through your own body. So yeah, like you said, it's so cool to watch how it progresses. And the same thing happens with the seasons, you know, in spring, summer, fall, winter, it's the same four energy archetypes that happen. And you just kind of see how the cycle keeps moving and and learning to tap into it rather than you know fight against it sometimes yeah and something i think is really cool that i've been learning a bit more about is that men or biological men have the same cycle but it's in a day and ours mm -hmm. are just more spread out over a month which i think is so cool i didn't know that until recently yeah yeah is that so wild yeah yeah it's so cool um, ooh, actually, I don't know if you can answer this, but I've always wondered this, um, right now, at least my new moon, my new moon, the new moon and my menstrual cycle or my menstrual phase are lined up, mm -hmm. but what would you tell people who like, they're not lined up or they got out of alignment with those phases? 
Yeah, so that's kind of why I recommend people start with learning the phases of the moon, just so you get a uh, like a, a baseline knowledge of the phases. But then after that, I suggest moving into um, studying more your menstrual phase more in uh, in depth for that very reason, you know, because if it's a full moon and you know everyone else or you think the energy is like party yay woo but you're menstruating you're like that's the last thing i freaking want to do and like i get it so that's why i i would prefer everyone to eventually get to that space where they you know go along more with their their personal cycle but not all women experience a menstrual cycle and not everyone's regular in that way so the moon is there for you if you do if you you know if you are unable to connect with your own personal cycle for whatever reason then the moon is always there for you because it's the same exact energy archetype. But if you do go along with your own personal phase, then, you know, that's, that's obviously going to be the thing that's more personal to you. Right. So if you do experience say, um, yeah, we'll just go with, with that example, where if you experience your menstrual phase during the full moon, you can still, um, you can still go out, you know, and be social. Say you have like a big party or something to go to and you are on your, on your cycle, you still can go out and you still can be, um, social, but you're going to show up in a much different way than you would if you were ovulating at that time. And that's not a better or worse thing. You know, when we're menstruating, we're so much more intuitive and naturally meditative and naturally calm, uh, well, not always calm, but, you know, naturally more open uh, in that way. So you're able to show up in those really high energy spaces just in a different way. And I think if you give yourself the permission to show up in that way, that's really where, you know, the transformation comes through. Because if you're still stuck in like fighting it or resisting it and say, oh my gosh, I just wish that this was not happening right now. You know, I'm sure a lot of us, when we were younger, we did that thing. If we were on traditional birth control where you just like skip your sugar pills and go right to the next thing. So you can just skip your cycle. If you're going to the beach or whatever, so terrible, but I, I definitely did it when I was in high school, you know, cause we were just, we're taught to resist this period that is so special and so magical in so many ways. So yeah, it's just giving yourself permission to show up as you naturally are and learning to honor the the beauty and the wisdom that comes with those phases that might not be as glamorous, you know, and yeah, just giving yourself space for that, I think is the most important part. Mm, so beautiful. Uh, yeah, I actually had always wondered that, but I feel like a little bias I had in my question was, I felt like it had to be one or the other or that one was better than the other. When really you can hold space for, it's the full moon, which is an energizing time. And I'm in my inner winter, which is not an energizing time for me. Like both yeah. can be true. So I, I kind of caught that after I asked you that question. Yeah. And you can find the balance between the two. Another thing, you know, full moon doesn't always have to be like super energetic. Another big mm. uh, part or lesson that comes in the full moon is this idea of balance, right? Because when the moon is full, it's in the complete opposite zodiac sign is the sun because it's, you know, on the opposite end of the spectrum, it's fully illuminated. So a full moon is always a good time to look at balances and imbalances in our life. And the more you get into it, you can look at the astrological sign of the moon and the sun at that time. And those will kind of give you more specific energies to look at and the balance between those two. But if you are someone who experiences your inner winter during a full moon, then you can, you know, go more in that direction of looking at balances and imbalances in your life if you're not feeling the super energetic full moon circle party gratitude mode <laughs> yeah. 
I feel that sometimes. I feel resistance <laughs> to party gratitude. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's okay. And that's okay. You know, yeah. I, I don't know where my cycle is with the moon at this time. Cause this is another thing too. It might change, you know, you might be with a new moon now, but it'll probably change because for me, I know my cycle is traditionally in 31 days long and the full moon is about 28, 29. So there was a time when I was, you know, ovulating with the full moon and I was like, yeah, it's perfect. I'm feeling it. But then six months later, it's totally different because those two days add up and you'll, you'll change and you'll shift all the time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I actually noticed that in myself that like, as the new moon has is like further and further away, I'm like, oh, I better get my period soon. I should try and like force it, which has never worked, but it's like, it can move. <laughs> I need to give myself that like playfulness and flexibility that my cycle doesn't have to be on the same day every month. Yeah. It'll change all the time for so many different reasons, you know, stress, food, hormones, like there's any number of reasons why it could shift and be early or be late, you know, and just giving that fluidity, relaxing into that fluidity is the whole energy of that time, you know? Yeah. Ugh, so hard. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It is so hard. And we, yeah, we're not taught this traditionally right i feel like we just hey listeners do you wish you had a better handle on your finances feel like it's time to invest but you just don't know how well it's not your fault most of us weren't taught how to manage our money growing up but the team at Dow Janes is out to change that. I recently did a podcast episode with co-founder Britt Baker all about money and what holds women back. If you want to learn more, go to DowJanes.com and click the link to watch their free class, Think Like an Investor. Your future self will thank you. That's DowJanes.com. Go check it out. There was some sort of like womanly initiation that we all needed when we were younger that we never freaking got. And maybe that's what I'm trying to make with the members club. So I just, cause we, I feel like learning this stuff is so powerful and so empowering for us. So, yeah. I like that so much. Um, oh yeah. So I think maybe you answered this, but is your inner goddess connected to your inner seasons? Is that how you most find her? Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's the way that, um, that I've experienced in that way, uh, that I've experienced finding, finding her. Um, there are other ways too. I know that physical movement is another really powerful one, dancing, yoga, anything that is fluid in that way, even intimacy, you know, just finding ways to connect with your body and get more into your heart and less in your head, you know, because the masculine is mental and the feminine is more heart centered. So anything that is able to bring you into your heart, so even just like, you know, hiking, being outside, watching the sunset, cuddling your dog, you know, there's lots of different ways to do it, but tuning in and noticing the energetic shifts of your menstrual cycle is just kind of one way to do it. That's cool. It's all about getting into the body for me recently. That's mm. like, I've been up here for way too long and I am ready to get back in my body. And it's such a challenging slash fun slash interesting adventure to go back from your head to your body. <laughs> Do you have any tips for that actually? Or, or would it be the ones you just listed? 
Yeah. Well, yeah, I think just any, any form of getting into your body is helpful. I feel like people think, or maybe we have this idea that it has to be a really structured thing, like going to a 60 minute yoga class or going to the gym in the morning. And it doesn't have to be that, you know, if you ever notice, I'll try and do this and I still struggle with it personally, but if you ever notice that you are too in your head or too, you know, kind of um, enclosed and restricted in that way, just taking a minute to notice that. And then you can even just, yeah, dance to one song, like go put on your favorite song and just like dance or jump around for like three minutes. You don't even have to, you know, dance in the traditional sense. You can just get up and like shake, you know, just anything to move into your body. It doesn't have to be a whole hour. It doesn't have to be anything structured. It could be going on a walk with your dog. It can be, you know, it could be any number of things. Just, it's just noticing, right, where that um, blockage is sometimes. And if you are feeling really constricted or spiraling or just stuck in your head, just being able to notice that and say, hey, okay, I'm choosing to flip the switch here. And I'm just going to take, even if it's three minutes to just try to get even just a little bit out of my head and into my body. I think that's the most important part. Ah, that's playfulness right there too. Yeah. Yeah. Anything, anything playful. And that's, that's another way too, you know, and it doesn't always have to be movement. If you really like coloring or painting or just doing something that is fun and playful to you, that's honoring the goddess as well. Oh, I love that. Speaking of the wheel of the year, I know that we are, or we've just passed Beltane, I believe. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. So this is kind of like the blossoming of springtime energy. Um, You know, spring equinox, this is moving out of inner spring and into um, inner summer, well, inner and outer. So yeah, it's just like the increasing of energy. Hopefully it's getting warmer wherever you are in the world, unless you're in the South uh, Southern hemisphere, then, you know, it'll be inverted, but yeah, this is just moving into that energy of summer. So they're, they are reflected in, in, a, in every way. So if you think about the energy of the full moon, we were just talking about, that's the same energy as the summer. That's the same energy as your ovulation phase. So they're all kind of mirrored in each other. So just more activities, getting outside a lot. We usually travel a lot more in the summertime. Um, yeah, just having fun and celebrating being a part of your life rather than just, you know, grinding and working through it all. Um, yeah, I don't know. I've always loved summer and I feel like a lot of people do for you know, lots of obvious reasons. So just allowing yourself to get outside and play more is really great for this time of year. Oh, I love that. Um, I was actually just reading about the Beltane Fire Society. Maybe that's their acronym, but I've never gone to any kind of fire ritual. Have you? Yeah, I went to one in New Orleans. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's, yeah, they're so cool. We would have, you know, drum circles and a big fire and, you know, kind of a potluck and we all just get together and there are different rituals that you can do with a with a fire ceremony and you can even do it you know personally you don't ever have to go out and do it in a group if you don't want to there's lots of different Mm. rituals you can do and yeah yeah they're they're a lot of fun yeah oh that's cool I'll have to make it to something one of these days but I have done a lot of like candle stuff and like burning burning any shit I can (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah yeah burn burn all the shit that's usually just when when in doubt <laughs> so I like for my um sabbat celebrations for the wheel of the year I like to like decorate my house a lot I like find um you know the corresponding colors and uh flowers and just different sort of talismans and I put around my house and then I'll look for um like 
traditional seasonal recipes that I'll make um, for me and my and my partner. And my partner is such a good good sport. He's spiritually inclined, but he's not, you mm. know, like a um, he doesn't identify as as pagan or witchy in in any way. But he indulges me in in so many ways. So I like for in bulk in February, I'm, I made. I made homemade bread and butter and we ate it. And I was making a joke sort of as we were like eating our soup and bread and butter. And I was like, okay, it's like, now you have to call on Brigitte and like tell her what you want to manifest for the year. And he did it. He was like, okay, he's like, tell me what to say. And he did it. And I was like, oh, thank you. But so we'll just, we'll do like homey stuff kind of like that a lot together. Um, especially since I'm sort of newer to the city where I'm at now. So I'm still finding my, my community here, but yeah, there's lots of stuff you can do at home too, for sure. Oh, I love, I love that he did it too. <laughs> so sweet. Um, side note, I didn't know that's how you said her name. I thought it was Bridget. Yeah, I think, I mean, I'm sure there's, you know, lots of different ways um, too. And there's different even spellings and there's lots of different, different ways for it. Oh, cool. That's good to know for next year. Um, I, you said witchy a couple of times and I identify that way as well. And I was wondering if you could tell me what witch means to you or what being a witch means to you. Hmm. Yeah, but to me, being a witch is just being sort of an empowered, spiritually inclined woman. Um, and to me, identifying as a witch means being more connected to the energies of nature than maybe other traditional monotheistic religions uh, emphasize. So that's kind of how I got started on my witchy journey was well first through herbalism and then through the phases of the moon and the wheel of the year so to me it's always been about connection with nature and seeing nature as a reflection of you know god goddess Gaia whatever you want to call it and bringing that into my own daily life and seeing myself and my existence as just one manifestation of this great divine energy that we have so it to me it was really about bringing that power back into myself I was raised in a traditionally Christian household and I didn't I didn't regret it at all I did feel very connected and and loved by that by God that I was brought up you know brought up around but as I grew up my understanding of it sort of shifted and I realized that traditionally the power is really removed from yourself in Christianity, Catholicism, you know, you're sort of taught to fear this omnipotent being that is outside of you and you're just constantly begging for forgiveness to be worthy enough for this, you know, man in the sky to accept you. And that just didn't, eventually, after a while, that just didn't really sit with me anymore. And I was always a person that loved outside and nature. And just the more that I felt connected to that, the more that I began to see sort of, you know, outside as, as my temple and just nature as my way of connecting with this divine source. And the more that I studied yoga and Eastern spirituality, the more that I realized that, you know, whatever magic I was seeing in the full moon and the sunset was in me too. And I feel like that's sort of the, um, that's the basis of my definition of a witch is being a woman person who identifies with this magic in nature and this magic of the universe and feels that in themselves as well and is empowered enough to use the study of that energy 
to make themselves a better person and hopefully make the world a better place. Wow. Oh, I love what you said. What was that? The energy or the magic you saw in the full moon or the sunset within you as well. Yeah. Oh, that's so beautiful. I love that so much. Thank you. You're so right. Oh, you're so right about, um, we're always taught to ask for forgiveness in our spirituality or in our religious practices. Maybe that's where my anxious attachment style came from. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they don't, I mean, not to say that forgiveness is ever, you know, a bad thing. It, that is, you know, a big lesson in the heart chakra, you know, to forgive yourself and forgive others. But yeah, it was just this idea that you were constantly seeking outside approval still, you know, from God, from, you know, you had to go to confession, you were constantly, you know, you had to go to someone else, a priest or to, to get that forgiveness. And I was like, no, I can just do it myself. <laughs> oh, I love that. Yeah. I don't need to say sorry all the time. <laughs> yeah. I love that. Um, you said part of, oh, I was going to say this too. Um, I was recently reading women who run with the wolves. And when I say recently, I mean, I've been reading it for the last year. <laughs> And yeah. I recently read part of it. <laughs> um, and she defined witch as uh, wise, wise or wise woman, which I thought was really cool. And I think that's the the literal meaning too. Yeah, yeah, I love I love that book. It's such a great book. But it it does take kind of a while uh, to get through. It's a little it's a little lofty, but yeah, she's really great. It's a great book. Yeah, it definitely is lofty. I have to open it and close it, and open it and close it. <laughs> Um, and part of what you said about being a witch was bringing that into your daily life. So I was wondering what your kind of typical daily spiritual practices were. Yeah, well, it shifts for me a lot. Um, a big soapbox that I've sort of found is my uh, sort of slight hatred for routines, right? This idea that everyone's like, oh, you need a morning and nightly routine. And I guess I have a routine in the sense that like I wash my face every day and night. That's maybe like the one routine that I have, but I just felt so constricted by the idea of routines. And especially as women, like we've already talked about, we experience so many different energies throughout our cycle that what you feel inclined to do, or maybe a goal you set for yourself while you're ovulating, you probably you might not want to do when you're menstruating and that's okay. Yeah. So for me, it's been more about um, ritual rather than routine. So I do try to incorporate at least some form of mindfulness to my morning. Now, sometimes that looks like seated meditation. Sometimes it looks like journaling. Sometimes it looks like, you know, staying in bed and cuddling my dog just, you know, intentionally. So it always kind of takes a different form, but it's just giving myself space to like wake up slowly. That's something that's really important for me and giving myself time to ease into the day. Um, and from that, you know, I, I try to give myself a little bit of a ritual at the end of the work day, you know, cleaning up my desk space and, um, giving myself uh, you know, activities or to-dos for the next day and just kind of letting myself close the work day energetically before I go into my evening with my partner and my dog. Um, and even, you know, then my, my partner and I will go after he gets home from work, we'll usually take the dog on a walk. And that's when we like get to talk and talk about our days and sort of de-stress together and come home and make dinner. So it's, for me, it's about just bringing ritual into my everyday life in the sense of just bringing intention into everything as much as I can, everything that I do. Um, and that's really all that kind of ritual is to me. You know, it can be very elaborate in the sense where you gather three white candles and anoint them with clove oil and do all of the things. It's super great. I love doing that also. But 
you don't have to do that every single day. You know, it can just be bringing intention into the things you already do. It could just be giving yourself space in the morning before you dive into your work to take time for something that gives you more space, you know? So it's just, and allowing yourself to be fluid with it, I found is the most important thing for me. Now, some people might really thrive with structure and rigidity in that way. So I don't want to shame that, but just, I've noticed that having a more open, fluid approach to it helps me to not feel like a failure if I don't do it one day, you know? Yes. Yes. I love that so much. That's actually a lesson I feel like I've learned a couple of times where I'll go, oh, I need a ritual, not a routine. And then somehow I get back into a routine and then eventually I go, oh yeah. <laughs> and so I just had one of those, oh yeah. And I felt like I was stressing myself out <laughs> to have a calming like in order to have a calming morning practice, I was experiencing so much stress and rigidity, um, which is like also playfulness. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I love that. I love the idea of just creating space and then you can kind of fill that however feels good in the moment. Right, isn't that funny? It's like, we're so like, we feel like we have to do our morning ritual, our like self-care practices so much that it stresses us out. We're like, ah, I gotta go do my journaling and I don't have time. It's like, that's not how it's supposed to feel at all. So yeah, opening yourself up to the space of it. But I mean, and then knowing there's a balance with that too, right? So in yoga, one of the core principles that we're taught is tapas or it's inner fire or dedication or devotion. So, and in yoga, that is something that they sort of um, idolize very strongly is this idea of daily dedication. And there is a lot of power in that too, but I don't know, for, for me, I, I, need, I need fluidity, I need movement, I need every day to look different. And I think you can be dedicated to something and still give yourself fluidity around it, you know? So like I said, if, if doing something every single day works for you, then please do it. I, that, that is something that I guess I do still have, like I was saying in my, in my skincare, that was one of my goals for this year was to take better care of my skin. So now I have, you know, my whole routine that I do in, in the morning and the night with my skin. But aside from that and brushing my teeth, I'm like, I need to do something different every day. Yeah, well, your skin looks very good. So it's working. <laughs> Thank you. I, I also, I'm gifted with this uh, big window right in front of my desk. So the lighting is, is fabulous. <laughs> Perfect. I just, I was telling someone this before we started recording, they had a ring light and I was like, oh, I just use a Google doc <laughs> and like hope that that's bright enough to illuminate me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey, I mean, you work with what you got, you know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, the lazy podcaster's guide. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Um, I love that so much. Is there anything else that you wanted to cover that we didn't get to? <sighs> no, I, we talked about a lot and I feel really, I feel really good about it. So I, I hope that, I mean, whoever listens, finds something that they can take away from this. You know, if anything, I'd say just give yourself give yourself permission to make your life just a little bit more magical, you know, and it doesn't have to be a great grandiose thing. Uh, it can be, you know, setting a morning intention as you make your coffee in the morning, you know, just give yourself, give yourself space to make your life more magical because you have the ability to do it and it can be so simple and create such a shift in your mindset in the day. And that's really been the most powerful thing for me and the women that I've noticed in my community is just being able to work this sense of intention and magic into their everyday life. 
I love that. Intention. That's all magic really is, is intention. Yeah. I love it. Um, yeah. Can you give our listeners a resource or a challenge to focus on for this next week? Mm. Yeah, I see. I think that's a good challenge. At least mm, yeah. do something every day this week that just feels magical to you, you know, and that's, it can be two minutes, it can be an hour, you know, just something every day that brings a little bit more magic into your life. Love it. And then can you please tell us about where we can find your membership? And then do you offer other services? Like, yeah, I'll just let, I'll see. Yeah. So uh, mostly you can find me on Instagram. I'm at the local mystic. And then, you know, the, the link in my bio is, is the membership. So I'll give a lot of free resources on Instagram, um, like meditations and uh, just practices, self-care practices and things like that. Um, I have the membership and then I actually have a book that is out now <laughs> at the time of this release, <laughs> but I will, um, I'll just let you guys um, find that from my Instagram too. So yeah, I'm at the local mystic or you can go to the local and then the membership and everything is on there. Um, also on YouTube, I have some free yoga and meditation classes on YouTube. Um, I'm, I'm the local mystic everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And I have to say the way you teach yoga online, I only did the one, the free training that you did in January, mm -hmm. um, I think, uh, but it was unlike any other online yoga I've ever done. It felt really nourishing and also didn't, I think we're all like screened out, zoomed out, YouTubed out, but it still felt like, like cozy and homey. And I didn't feel that like screen burnout from it. It was really, really good. Oh, yay. Thank you so much. That's like the best thing that I ever could have heard because yeah, I know we can only do so much with screens still. And I know that's the best way to reach people, especially, you know, if I'm trying to talk to people from all over the world, which I am usually, but oh, that's so good. I'm so glad. Yeah, you definitely have a gift. So everyone listening, you should definitely go check it out. <laughs> Thank you. Yay, awesome. And talk about manifesting too, right? They always say you have to talk about it like it's already happened. Well, mm -hmm. we have to talk about it like it's May. <laughs> so we have to talk right. about what happened in between. <laughs> right. So we're doing it out. live. <laughs> so You're it out. <laughs> if it's not out by may i will be very upset i will no we're both i'm scorpio type a enough it's if it's may it's out it's there <laughs> yes <laughs> well awesome sierra thank you so much mm, thank you it's such a pleasure to talk to you this morning Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Empowered Spirituality Podcast. If you liked this episode, it would mean the world to me and my guest if you would rate and review this podcast. Um, you can do that on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Spotify actually just created a new option to rate your favorite podcasts. Um, so that would be a wonderful way to help the show grow and also just to show me some support and love. Or maybe you'd like to send this episode to someone you think would benefit from it. 
Um, if you'd like to tag me or my guests on social media or comment on this episode post, you can find me on Instagram at empowered.spirituality. And on that Instagram uh, account, I also share things related to holistic health, um, menstrual cycle awareness, uh, movement, um, and all kinds of things. So I would love for you to give me a follow over there. And lastly, I am taking clients for one-on-one session work. I offer three and six months programs with the option to keep going. Um, in these one-on-one coaching containers, we really get to do a deep dive of spirituality, if that's something that interests you, or if not, we don't touch it. Um, movement, food, your menstrual cycle, if you have one. And we also really do a deep dive into our intuition and our authenticity. And we also look at things like how much we're consuming alcohol and substances. And we use a really intuitive, flexible framework for approaching these things that we're really taught are strict uh, in our culture. So I'd love to see you over there. My website is empoweredspirituality.online and you can book a free consultation call. But until next time, I hope you enjoyed this episode and I'll see you next Thursday.